Welcome back, everybody, to Season 3, Episode 11 of The Nest. I'm Brianna Paliz, and I'll be your host for today. And today we're talking to Valeria Busca on sports and pursuing them in the future. Hi, I'm Valeria Busca, and I'm currently the captain of the track and field team and cross-country team as well. So tell us, how did you start off in sports? Tell us your origin story. <laughs> so basically, the way I started in sports was that ever since I was little, I was a very rowdy kid. Like, I always loved to be everywhere, all over the place. And for some reason, I just always loved to do push-ups when I was five years old. Very motivational. But I guess my dad always loved, he grew up with the sport tennis. So he put, my first sport ever was tennis. I started off in tennis, and I was actually really good at tennis, and I pursued that for, like, six years of my life. But, like, within, like, I would say I was, like, seven, I started doing ice skating at the same time. So I would do tennis and then ice skating. So and you're I all over the place. So I was all over the place. I was going from Doral to Kendall every single day. Don't ask me how I did it. I did it somehow. It just happened. Yeah, basically. So, yeah, I did tennis and ice skating, loved them both, wanted to have a professional career in both because I thought I could be an Olympic an Olympic prospect you for both. You know what? When we're kids, we always think that. Yeah. And it's fine. Every, every kid says they want a gold medal on that podium, right? Yep. So I was one of them, right? And I went and I loved tennis, loved ice skating, and then as time continued to pass on, I decided to pursue just ice skating. So I... I put a hold on tennis, and I continued ice skating. Mind you, I did my first competition, and I didn't do so well. So I was like, mm, maybe this isn't for me. You know what? You lost, and you were just like, that's it. <laughs> yes, I was like, you know what? I'm so good. So I automatically went into gymnastics because I used to love to flip. So I would always be like at Morgan Levy Park, you know, those times that you would be there with your mom and your dad and just spend hours there. Well, that was me. And I was usually leading the group of kids and telling them what to do and how to play hide and seek. So you're naturally a coach. Yeah, naturally. A naturally right? Okay. Wow. <laughs> yes, I was. I was in quotations, but yeah, I just I fell in love with gymnastics and I started at this place called On Your Toes, and nothing. Fell in love with it. I managed to do. I went from beginners to automatically level two, which is a big jump oh, yeah, if you know gymnastics yeah. terms, obviously, which is a pretty big jump. And nothing then at level three, I competed once, and I, I'm automatically passed to level four. And that's when I switched gyms. And when I switched gyms, my coach thought I was some, I don't know who, like that I was like this the amazing. best. Yeah, right? So she made me do three levels in a matter of a year. So I did four, five, and six in one year. And that was insane. Damn. Yeah, that was no, really No, I just remember like, I did gymnastics with you. Yeah. If people want to know, we did do gymnastics yes, together. Yes, we did. That was a hard sport. I was. It was very hard Definitely to manage is. both school and, you know, gymnastics. And to be frank, gymnastics and track are not identical. Oh, at all. Not at all. Nothing at all. So how did you get into track? So actually, okay, so going down to like back in eighth grade, right, because I was so long ago, what happened basically was that I did gymnastics. I was a level, I got, I would say, up to level eight. Did level eight, and then I got a back fracture on my L5. So oh. that put me out of gymnastics. And you obviously were a gymnast, so you know. Oh, yeah, I know. That's that bad. That is, like, the worst. Like, you know, like, a week of training, a week without training is terrible. Now, imagine 
six months of nothing. Like, no, no yeah, you conditioning. Can't go back. You can't. You can't. You can't. And I went through my growth spirit. Like, I went through puberty. So it was just. So it's like, going I grew back five is inches. <laughs> and you could. Yeah, it was just the it worst. It was everywhere, so, but that's it. Yeah, so when I came to Doral, it was, I was also transferred. This was my first year in Doral. Uh, I saw that track team. All of my seventh grade year when I was doing gymnastics, I saw like this amazing team in Doral. That was like they were super, like a huge family that they loved each other, whatever. And I always saw it and I always like idolized it in a way. So when I came to Doral, I knew that I had stopped gymnastics and I needed to find another sport. So I tried out volleyball. Oh, I, I was remember volleyball. that. Yes. yes, I played volleyball. And I would say I was pretty good at volleyball, but it, it just wasn't for me. I'm not really a team sport type of girl yeah. like i don't know just yeah no because gymnastics is an gymnastics individual is 100%. super individual like you're lucky Going if you talk team? to your team yeah exactly <laughs> it has nothing to do with one with another but i tried volleyball it was pretty good at it but didn't really interest me that much it was fine and then that's when i transitioned on to track when i did track i always try to find like something that challenged me as much as gymnastics and that was the thing that challenged me the most out of all the sports that i had tried and i fell in love with it like fell in love with it. Like you fell in love with running. With running, wow. literally just running. Like the feeling of doing a run, like running, let's say three miles all out. When at the one point five mile, you think that you're about to pass out, but you keep running, and once you've passed that three mile mark, that's like the best, the feeling. best feeling. Like you no, get this. I can imagine. Like it's amazing, and there's this thing called runner's high. So it's basically that your body goes numb after so much pain, which is what your body does naturally. Like let's say like. You'll see, you'll hear about it, like, I don't know, if you watch Grey's Anatomy, like, you'll see, like, there's people that just pass out when they, like, see something. No, yeah, because it's your just body like just wants to get rid of it. Uh-huh, yeah, like, it's so much pain, and that typically happens in a run. So that feeling that you're going, that just makes you go ten times faster, that's what every runner is fighting for. That so runner's high. The runner's high. And after how much of running do you usually get it? Depends how much I'm trying to die. Like, oh, okay. It depends. Like, you will never get it. I would say, from my personal experience, you will never get it in an 800. That's two laps around the track, for those that don't know. So you'll never feel it. Because that be run is distance. the worst run of your life. Really? Because the 800 is, like, the hardest. Because it's half a mile. It's basically, like, two minutes and 30 seconds of an all-out sprint. So, like, it's, like, super tricky to balance out. Because you can't go slow at the beginning, but you can't go too fast. It's a tactic. It's so a strategy. So you just need to, like, attack it. And you get no runner's high. But I would definitely feel like once you get past, like, the two mile, so, like, two mile and above, that's when you start getting into the runner's high, like, the spectrum of it. And then once you reach that, then you're chilling. You're, you're done. You're so good. Yeah. That's amazing. And I just want to ask, you know, because people, this is a wide assumption. Did you join track for the hoodie? Well, did you join track I did for the think track had a very nice hoodie at the beginning. But actually, I think I mostly joined it because of the team bond. I had never been a part of a team, like, ever. Like, I would say volleyball, yes. They introduced me to team sports, but volleyball is also very short. School season, it's very short. Yeah, it's like so a I didn't really, Yeah, I didn't really get to make a bond. Uh -huh. But track, I was more excited about how the track team was going to be. Like, what it really means to be a part of a team sport. Because, mind you, tennis, ice skating. That's all individual. It's super individual. Like, nothing to, unless you do, like, doubles in tennis. But, like, super individual sport. Like, everything relies on you. So, like, now that, like, I was kind of a part of a team sport, it was really new to me. So, and it's also a balance, because you can go individual route and team route. So, like... So, what route do you find best for you? Definitely, I would say kind of a balance of both. Be only because I motivate myself by motivating others. That is, like, my little thing. Like, if I sit down and I talk to you and tell you, like, 
what's up and like tell you like how you can improve or like just help you get out of like a messy hole you might be in yeah that's actually motivating me to run faster or to like just I guess go after my dreams you, get me? you know what that's amazing that yeah. you say that because a lot of people you know especially in track they focus on themselves on their sprints it's nice and that's why you're captain no yeah I would imagine I would say that like I say it's mostly because I always have my teams back and like no matter what like for example like my biggest competitor I will always have her back or anybody on the team even if you have nothing to do with me like let's say I do distance and you're a sprinter I will for sure I will try to figure out how to be a sprinter and I will help you as much as I can because at the end of the day like with anything sports are sports and you have to have the same mentality with sports exactly sport. and you guys are all competing for the same thing you have that understanding you're literally rep like you're in the same field going after the same exact goal so it's like what are you going to do you have two options whether you work together to get to that goal together or you just repel against each other and it's yeah, nothing gets solved exactly. nothing ever gets solved so it's just something that i'm i guess good at uh dividing the two and i prefer going the team route and okay you know what that's good because i know that for gymnastics everything was just focus on yourself you have to focus on yourself yeah, you can't you don't have time to focus on others and you know it's kind of nice to see that like a person can evolve to have both yourself and each other's backs. Oh, you know? 100%. Like, and would you say that track was what taught you this? Yeah. I def Well, yes, but I always knew that I had something of leadership in me only because in gymnastics, like, I'm sure, like, we know this, like, whoever led conditioning was oh, the leader yes. of the group. Oh, how warm so up conditioning. So I was usually the one that, like, led the group, but not because, like, oh, I wanted to show off in front of the coaches or, oh, I have to be the best. It was mostly just, like, I want to be that role model for my friends. At the end of the day, they are my friends because my teammates are my friends. And I just, I want to be there. And that usually is what took me up top. And I'm usually the type of athlete to literally start at the bottom. Like, start like the worst. Yeah, no, because track, you yeah. have to build you up that. To, you have to build up your 100. stamina, your endurance. It starts from zero. You literally start, like, you could have a natural talent for it, but any runner can outrun a new runner. At any time. So, like, I li track literally helped me build the mindset of, like, you're always going to start from step one. But, like, the most important step is the first step. Because, yeah, like, that's no. what gets the ball rolling. And now that you talk about mentality and all that stuff, I know that usually around sports, there's a negative stigma, you could say, revolving mental health. So, tell me how track has either improved or worsened your mental health. Like, talk to me about that. Track? I mean... In general, sports, in my opinion, is definitely, like, my safe haven. So, like, it's the part where if I feel like I have 300 assignments in school that I need that are due by 11.59, sports is, like, my nothing can get in between. Like, my it's your breather escape. for the day. Yeah. It's literally my escape. Like, it's, like, the only breather I get throughout the day. Like, because in school, like, it's a constant between, like, extracurriculars in school and expectations. It's just, like, a... It's pressuring, yeah. yeah. super pressuring. So, like, in me, I take my sport, like, as my haven. And I would say with mental health-wise, sometimes it does get in the way because me, personally, as a distance runner, I do not look like the typical distance runner, which is, like, you know, a thinner physique than mine. Also, you would say it's more of, like a body image yeah, mentality like, but that has to do with every sport because let's oh, say yeah. you're a football 100%. player and you're not 260 pounds 6'4 you're not 
adequate. The average, like the societal aspect of being a good football player, which isn't really how it's supposed to be. And I do think that's like a huge misconception of sports nowadays because an athlete Don't comes judge in all appearance. shapes. Exactly. In all shapes and sizes. Literally, that's how it is. It doesn't matter what you look like as long as you're good. Yeah. If you're good, you're and like, golden. Literally, my favorite quote of ever of sports is like, hard work beats talent when talent fails to work hard. Because no matter how talented you are, your hard work's always going to be beat it. No matter what. Like, it's scientifically proven, statistically proven, whatever you want. Like, it's always going to be better. Like, yeah. your work ethic. And that's what deals with into school, too. Which is how sports introduced me how to work in school. Oh, okay. So you would say that track was a way to kind of get you back on track. Ah, you see? Yeah. Player out. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I kind of want to talk about now how you handle both track and school. Because I have seen your schedule. I have seen the track schedule. I know that it's 5 a.m. practices sometimes until 9 p.m. Talk to me about how what a week looks like balancing school and sports. So a week typically now in season is absolutely insane like you are constantly on the clock and you don't get to clock out till like 12 30 a.m at least early and that is on your good day so basically in season the way it works is usually track meets are two day meets now meet days are from i'm talking about like 6 30 in the morning till 11 o'clock at night and you're there all day running all day too so one time i actually did the math of how much i'm like running throughout like just an entire day and it's like 13 miles of just constant running and like five of them are all out so like it's like pretty hard yeah no so like between like and also i do like extracurriculars so i would do like i have to make sure my my club requirements are on check between all the three four clubs that i do that my grades are on point that my Dural college is in check that i have all assignments done like it's just very hard to balance but it's just you're gonna have to do it either way. So it's like, gonna have to get done. It's gonna have to get done, and it's literally just time management. Like it, sports is the best way to show you time management, how to manage your time throughout the week under the worst pressure yeah, of your life. You can't skip practice on during practice, track season. There's a rule: you miss more than two practices, you're off the team. Wow. So that's... you cannot miss practice. And let me tell you, now that with now talking about social life is very challenging as well because let's say like i want to go out with my friends on a friday night or i want to go like to a party you can't because you better you best believe that the next day you are going to have five hour practice and are expected to run eight miles at your top best shape it's like you can't really risk that either so you have to like kind of be conscious about the fact that hey Tomorrow morning, I have to wake up early. Yeah, like and that's gotta, always in the back I of your mind. I gotta have my A game because you never know. Like a practice can make everything. Like whether you're good at the next meet or bad at the next meet. Like so, it's really important to keep a balance. And I do admit, like there was a point in my life where like I didn't have a balance at all. That I need, I knew I needed to have a social life. Uh, like any and any type of life, like just social. I need to be good at sports and I need to be good at education. But you need to make sacrifices too. One hundred. No, that's you the, need the to other make thing. Sacrifices. I wanted to ask you: What are a few sacrifices you've had to experience to pursue your sport? Oh well, lately it's really been about being able to be a part of the whole popular party life. Like you can't really afford that now, and especially in this junior year. Like I've, I would definitely say one has to calm down, and just like put into perspective that we're going to college, and college is a real deal. Yep. And that is when things get real. Agreed. You know, I see that my schedule, especially this year, has 
quickly fills up with you know 100%. SATs, APs, classes, extracurriculars. It's a mess. So I can't imagine bringing a sport into oh, into the equation. It's terrible, and you know this too because you were an athlete. Like, well, you know, yeah, yeah, I know. Like, it's insane, and now imagine in junior year, like just the balance of everything. Like everything has to be so well timed, like to, down to the minutes, literally to the minutes. That like it's crucial, and you don't have time for anything else. Like you don't have time. So you've had to sacrifice that a lot. that social life that you oh, had. hundred percent. You know, it's, I think during the summer is your off season. I want to say off, but like it's mostly morning practices. Uh huh. So, so it you is have off time. season training. So I have like, I just have to train at from six thirty to eight thirty, and then I'm good the rest of the day. Yeah. So yeah, it is. I would say my off season. So that's the only time that mm, not even that because if I want to go out at night. I have to think about practice at 6.30 yeah, in the morning the, the next morning, day. Yeah. And that's seven days a week. So it's just like, you are going to have to make sacrifices, but it all comes with the sport and the type of future you want to have. And it makes you happy. Day. That's the most important to you to say. Yeah, 100%. So you told me, well, I want to assume that you want to pursue professional. Oh, yeah. Pursue track professionally. Yeah. Now, my sports, I've done cheerleading. There's not really a pursuing it in the Olympics. So what's your plan? What's your vision for track? Well, actually, fun fact, they added cheerleading as an Olympic sport. You know what? I didn't know that one. I didn't know that one. Yes, because I used to argue about cheerleading, and now I can't because it's in the Olympics. It's in the Olympics So now now I completely and adore cheerleading. But (laughs) you're a firm supporter of it. A hundred percent. But, yeah, I would definitely say that I do want to pursue it because it's been my dream since I was a little kid. Remember being going on that that podium. So that dream has stayed. 100%. 100%. It stayed throughout every single sport that I want to be the best at whatever I do. And that's my mindset just with everything. So I would say that, yeah, tracks, track will definitely, I would want to pursue in the Olympics. College as well. And even though, like, I know the percentage is super slim of college athletes going professional, I do think I have a chance. Mostly just because of my work ethic. And I know that, like, if I have a goal, I will do whatever I can to achieve it. No matter what, no matter the obstacle, like you have it's that just that there. mentality already that you want to go pro, you want to pursue this, the long run, and how do you plan on doing this? I have no idea how you go to the Olympics. Is how oh, is the process? It's super complicated, like super complicated. You have but to I go definitely want to go to college. No? Yeah, but now I know I was aware that um, NCAA actually added it that you can go to college and the Olympics because before it was it was a rule that you weren't. And also now that, like, college athletes can get sponsorships and everything. So, like, it just makes my life a lot easier. And college is something you've always wanted to pursue? Oh, 100%. Yeah? Always wanted to pursue. Like, always, no matter what. Like, I need, I need to get my degree. I need it, like... Because at the end of the day, like, sports will come to an end. Yeah. Sports will come to With an age, end. With age, you know? It just happens. With age. It's obvious. Some are more long-term than others. But I do think running has a huge toll on your body. And at one point, your body's just going to give out. So my time... My time spam is a lot less than any other type of athlete. So I would do think that I want, would want to pursue my four years of college, get my master's, my bachelor's, everything of that. And then the way it works is, like, the college com- the Olympic committee starts looking into, like, Olympic prospects. So, like, also there's things, the NCAAs. So yes. it's, like, this huge national competition, which is where an athlete dreams of going, going to D1, and that's, that's where you, you get, get there. discovered. And that's where the best of the best are. And then if you notice... I don't know if you've ever watched track meet before, but they put, like, Olympic record, world record, college record okay. most of the time under. So it just sees where you are standing in the Olympic time. And there's an Olympic standard, too. There's the Olympic trials, and that's how oh, you get to the Olympics. Oh, it's a lot of It's a lot of steps. steps. Like, 
you need to get everyone's attention. You need to get the Olympic Committee's attention. Then you need to get go get yourself to the Olympic trials, past the Olympic trials. And, like, it's, uh, mind you, you're competing against, like, 400 people. No, yeah, it's not an easy competition. So it's, like, 400 to, like, three runners. And you genuinely believe you have that chance. You have I that mentality. I do think yes? so. Only because of the way I believe in myself. And, like, also, like, my team and just... The way I am in general, like, my, just my work ethic when it comes to sports is very, like, hand down. Like, I would say, like, not a lot of people have it. And that's just me talking no, about how I No, and I, I love that because it's important to have that confidence in yourself because without confidence, you're not going to get anywhere. Yeah. And I'm, I'm a firm believer But I also that. think it's really important to have a balance. No, Super balance important. and confidence. Super because important. it's really easy for something to take over your life. And I bet you there's been times where track has taken over your life, where education has taken over your life. So, and we already discussed that. It's all about balance. Honestly, it was amazing to talk to you about this because we got to see the ugly side of sports, you know, yeah. how you plan on pursuing your passion. And it's awesome that you really get to focus on that passion. You have a chance. And it's good to take that chance and just go as far as you can with it. Hopefully yeah. to the end, you know? Yeah, thank you. So that's going to wrap it up for today. Make sure to check out Dural Academy Prep social media at Dural Academy Preparatory on Instagram and at Dural Academy on TikTok. You guys can also check out our blog at thefbdigital.com. And thank you so much for joining us, of Vale. Course. Thank you for and having me. We will catch you guys next week on The Nest.